Radio. going on everybody we are back this is episode 238 of the dark windows podcast my name is kevin and i'm the kevin and before we started my colleague got super excited about the fact that we're almost up to episode 240 which i didn't know that was a milestone i would have thought 250 is more of a milestone than 240 it's like when you get older like you just stop celebrating birthdays until they're big ones you know i just was like oh nobody's excited about turning 36 you know, you do 30, then you do 40. I, I celebrate every fucking birthday just because it's whatever. It's your birthday. Yeah. Birthdays are stupid. And I just kind of go bullshit you know, made up by Hallmark. Nobody had a birthday until Hallmark came around. Uh, I don't think so about that. I'm telling you. Um, it's all about selling fucking gift cards, buddy. So before we get started, I have to go a little sidetrack. Okay. And tell everybody a little story. You don't even know about this one. Okay. So I had a fun little adventure last Friday. Um, so I was sitting in a church parking lot um, waiting for someone to show up so I could test the fire alarm system in the church. And I happened to just, you know, just sitting there and, and look down across the way. And there's, you know, on this other road. And I happen to see... This guy pull up in a truck. And the guy I'm with goes, oh, yeah, something's about to go down here. Drug deal. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. You know, whatever. But, well, guy comes out from the house that's behind the drive, uh, the house where he's parked at. And uh, comes up to the truck. And the, the guy happens to have a dog in the vehicle. I'm like, I'm just kind of going, oh, well. You know, he must be just waiting for him and conversation or whatever, friends, something, whatever. I don't know. Dope dealing. And uh, the guy starts, t- you know, messing around with the dog and everything else, talking with the other guy. And uh, then he goes up to the front window, and they start talking. You shot him. No. Nope. Oh, damn. That's and next cool. thing I know, a fucking bag comes out of the guy's pocket somewhere. And the guy starts fucking reaching in and fucking tossing in ba- little small bags of fucking Coke or whatever into the guy's. Probably fucking, heroin with fentanyl in it. I don't know. Yeah. But tossing it into the fucking guy's lap. <laughs> it's probably, like, it's probably fucking heroin. We don't have a lot of Coke heads around here. We got a shitload of heroin addicts, though. It, whatever it was, I don't know. But I was just like, holy shit. You know, out in fucking middle of broad daylight. It's Rutland, dude. You know the cops aren't going to do anything about it. Why give nobody gives a fuck? Mm. You know, yeah. Uh, but I was just like, whoa. You know, I mean, that's kind of uh, uh. So yeah. you witnessed your first ever drug deal? Yeah, first ever drug deal going down in a. You know, I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's kind of uh. I mean, uh, you know, I. Yeah, I've had a drug deal. I mean, I fucking got pot from someone i mean whatever yeah but you buying drugs and watching somebody else buy drugs are different things 
Yeah. I mean, like, I buy pot. You tell, know, tell me you never worked at a fast food restaurant in Rutland, Vermont, without telling me you never worked at a fast food restaurant in Rutland, Vermont. Never oh, happened. damn, dude. It was like clockwork. There was like three a night when I was working at KFC. And you knew where they, you know, what was going on because they always park in the way back corner of the parking lot with their headlights off with the car running. And then another car would pull in next to it. So you have driver's door to driver's door. You'd see the exchange. And then the car that had been sitting there the longest would take off. Then, like, ten minutes later, the other one would leave. It was constant. Oh. Yeah. yeah huh. you, you learn how to spot shit like that pretty quick when it's constantly happening. Um, yeah. I mean, I just never, you know, seen, like, like, you know, I mean, if it wasn't, you know, if it was just regular, if it was pot or whatever, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, but that's not drugs. That's a yeah. plant. Yeah, I don't really, like, I don't care about that, but yeah. other stuff, <clears throat> it's just kind of like, whoa. Heroin's fucking gross. Yeah, it's it's not good shit for you. Um, There's no like medicinal use for it, like there is with weed. Yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, anyway, that was my little side tangent, saying, "Hey, you know, I got to witness my first uh, drug deal." So speaking of drugs, we're on the we're back on the road trip. We're oh. going to Missouri. Um, and St. Louis has got a big drug problem, so that's why I mentioned that. So, we are headed to the Show Me State. Uh, Missouri ranks 21st in the country when it comes to land mass and is home to 6.2 million residents, of which 42,800 live in the capital of Jefferson City. Um, Kansas City, the one in Missouri, has the highest population in the state of just over half a million. Um, But St. Louis is also a big-ass city. Yeah, Um, it is. I've been around it. Not me. Um. Because I got to see the the gateway to the west, which is pretty fucking cool. Which is, it sounds like it'd be pretty cool to check out. Um, I've been told there's an elevator in there that will take you up to the top of it, I guess. And it's not like there's some weird angle where it kind of, it goes up and around at the same time to get you there. Something, yeah. Um, which sounds fucking sketchy. Uh, I, I don't know if I would want to try that, to be honest, but it would be kind of cool to like go see the thing and, hmm. you know. Trying to figure out where the other yeah. half of the McDonald's arches are, because uh, there's that one. Uh huh. So, um, so some fun facts about Missouri. Uh, Missouri has over seven thousand caves, which gives it its secondary nickname, after the Show Me State of uh, the Cave State. So they've got that many caves, but they don't have the largest cave system in the country, which belongs to Kentucky. That's Mammoth Cave, which is one of the biggest, one of the largest cave systems in the world. Hmm. Um. They just have a shitload of them. Didn't know that. Interesting. Some of the best fishing in the state is done in a man-made lake that was created in the 50s with over 800 miles of shoreline, which is Table Rock Lake. That's a lot of shoreline for a yeah. man-made lake. Um, actually, a guy I work with is going to North Carolina, which I know is not the same state as we're talking about here. Um, but he's going to be right near uh, Lake Norman which is another man-made lake where they, they flooded a valley. Yeah. And there's apparently, like, if you can scuba dive or whatever there's still like towns at the bottom of the lake like buildings and shit like that which is kind of cool huh um it's one of those they just kind of like everybody's out or pull the cork on it and just let it flood yeah well um, we did that with uh chitnan dam that uh i mean we we, we they uh electric company bought all, all the fucking land you know everybody fucking had to move the fuck out and they tore down the houses, I think. But, but they it, tore the houses down. Or they tore the house down, right. I think. There they didn't. They just flooded the valley. and you Yeah. 
Um, the first successful parachute, uh, parachute jump took place over Jefferson City uh, when an Army captain jumped out of a perfectly good airplane in 1912. Um, good thing he wasn't a lieutenant because he would have got fucking lost. <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> the word Missouri comes from the Sioux tribe and means wooden canoe people. Because they, the, um, the natives of the area were pretty damn good at making wooden canoes, apparently. Yeah. Um, That's a technique. The, the other translation was big wood people, which maybe they were good at making canoes. Maybe they had big dicks. Who, Man, knows? who knows? Maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe both. I mean, I mean, making a canoe is a fucking... It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an it art. It sucks. <laughs> I mean, you gotta fucking... What is it? You gotta, like... Uh, hollow out a log. Yeah, but then there's like a like a process where you basically like burn it out most of the way, yep. and then a lot of them would like tallow the outside to try to waterproof them a little bit so it wouldn't swell yeah. up. It's crazy. It's not. There's not a, a reason they're made of polypropylene now. Yeah, it's just a long process. Yeah, not easy. But um, those fuckers did them did them well. Oh yeah, the only people that that did. As far as I can tell from looking at them, the only people that did, like, wooden canoes better than Native Americans would have been Polynesians. Because those fuckers crossed oceans in them. Yeah. You know? There's a reason that people in Hawaii and people in fucking Samoa look pretty similar. Yeah. Because they came from Samoa to Hawaii in goddamn wooden boats. Yeah. You know? That's impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's... it's, it's... That's a long, that's a lot of water. It's to... a lot of fucking territory to cover is what it For is. Sure. Um, in 1904 in St. Louis, the first cone for ice cream was introduced. Um, ice cream had existed, obviously, before that, but that's where you get the cone. Oh, yeah. So, yes, the over? rest of the world, you're welcome. Just a regular ice cream cone or was yep. it like a waffle cone? A regular cone. The waffle oh. cone came around later. Okay. After they'd perfected the idea of just, you know, making an huh. edible thing to put it in. Interesting. You know? So I know there's other countries out there that eat ice cream tone. Now, cones, I wonder, so is it, was it a, was it one of those, like, pointed cones? Or was it just kind of like, you know, how the ice cream cones. Like, like the standard, have... like, cup, cup, sto- like, cup stem, yeah. flat bottom. Probably yeah. that. Because that's easier to mold than a, a pointed thing, hmm. you know. Well, I just want, because what, what year? 1904. Maybe they didn't have a mold thing. Well, you would have, you would, it's like, it's like a, um, you basically would have used like a, a cake mold where you oh, pour yeah. your batter over it and you bake it or whatever that yeah. way. Hmm. Um, so one of my favorite topics that we get into when we do these dumb laws, okay. I love the dumb laws statewide. It is illegal to drive with an unsecured bear in your vehicle. So if you're going to put a bear in your vehicle, it has to be in a cage or at least in a seatbelt. Because they didn't specify how it's secured. Okay. So you could technically put a bear in the back seat, and you you know as long as you you hook him in, you're good. Okay. Take him to Starbucks to get him a puppuccino or whatever, uh-huh. um, or just turn him loose and let him eat the blue hairs that work there. Either way, pick whatever. your poison. I'm not I'm not fussy. <laughs> um, if anyone under 21 takes out household trash, and there are even oh. So if anyone under the age of 21 takes out household trash and there's even one single empty alcoholic beverage container, they can be charged with illegal possession of alcohol. What? Yeah. So if you have an empty beer can in your trash and you send your kid out with it and they get caught, 
and for whatever reason the cop wants to search your trash and they find a fucking Coors Light can in there, they can charge your kid with the illegal possession of alcohol. Yeah, but it's empty. Right. Right. But there's no alcohol. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That sounds like a real Utah law to me. But I tell my dad he's a cocksucker. <laughs> my dad drank real beer, but um, state law says that it is, it is illegal for four or more unrelated women to rent an apartment together. So if you're going to rent an, ap- an apartment with, uh, there's going to be four women, they have to be related somehow. Huh. You can't just have four, you know, loose women uh, renting an you apartment, know you know? Because they, they're that, you know, they're going to be ladies of the night. Exactly. Yeah. And... This is the den of prostitution. Yeah. Some of the address. Um, <laughs> in University City, the city officials have made it illegal for any person to offer for sa- uh, to offer for sale any household goods in a yard or garage in front of the building line of the house or building in which the person resides. So, you, if you're going to do a yard sale, you can't do it in front of your house. Shit's got to be in the backyard. What? Yeah, it can't be in the front of your house. Hey. Do it in a side lawn as long as it's not out to the hey, front. You know, come to a yard sale. Come on, come yeah, on, come on up back. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Sketchy as fuck. This clear-cut edict from the city of Kansas states that it is unlawful to take any game of fur-bearing animal from a motorboat, airplane, or motor vehicle. The only exception for this is if a hunter is handicapped and has a permit to hunt from his or her boat. Okay. Okay. But you also can't shoot an animal from an airplane or a fucking motorcycle or. Yeah. Nothing you'd want to shoot an animal from anyway. No. <clears throat> Even though I would like to get in a helicopter and go hog hunting. I think that'd be cool as I shit. Mean, that, pl- that all applies here. That's a pretty common one across yeah. the country. Yeah. I mean, it's um, just, Some of them get real specific. Game. Like, you can't shoot a moose from an airplane or a moving boat or whatever, but it, it's the same fucking thing. Um, I think uh, Alaska's the same way yeah. with a boat. This one's fun. In 1820, the Missouri legislature enacted a law that requires all single men between the ages of 21 and 50 to pay a $1 annual fee to the state government. Such ordinances historically would be put in place as part of uh, the moral panic due to the important status given given to marriage at various times. Um, This law went into effect at $1. Um, The equivalent would be paying $20 today. So, But why did they have to pay them? Because if you're single between those ages, you're probably, I don't know, some sort of fucking social immoral, you know, or whatever. But I don't understand. Because you're supposed to be married and having kids by then. It's 1820. Yeah, but you... If you were a woman in 1820 between 21 and 50 and single, they'd think you were a fucking witch. It's true. You know? Yeah. Maybe you're a man witch. You're a spinster. You know, that's the thing. you You didn't get married. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. All right. So let's get into some famous folks. And we got a, we got a couple here. Um, yeah. They're, I mean, on, on, you know, I didn't mean to see some, but I saw some. We got. No, no, no. You go ahead. I'll, I won't. I won't spoil it because you go ahead because you, you know. Okay. So full time rock and roll guitarist and part time pervert Chuck Berry was born in St. <laughs> Louis. Part-time he used person. to take, he used to like sneak into the women's restrooms and like take pictures of them while they were on the shitter up under the, the stalls. Whatever. Yeah. Or over the top of them. Hey. That's fucking gross, dude. I don't want to, wa- I don't want to take, 
You know, I want pictures of somebody shitting. It's gross. It's so weird. Um, one of the greatest fat guy actors of all time, John Goodman, was born in Afton. You know, love me some John Goodman. Okay. Uh, slave turned scientist, George Washington Carver, was born in Diamond, Missouri. One of my favorite secondary actors from any Adam Sandler movie, Kevin Nealon, was born in St. Louis. Fucking love Kevin Nealon. He was Tithead. He was uh, Mr. Yep. Ch- Mr. Cheezle and fucking uh, yep. uh, Grandma's Boy. Yeah, he's fantastic. I love Kevin Nealon. And he was also, he did a weekend update on Saturday Night Live forever. Um, second favorite up on that after Norm MacDonald. Norm <laughs> MacDonald was fantastic. Mm. Um, the first president to have a sit-down meeting with aliens, Harry Truman, was born in Independence, which we've also talked about Independence because there's a... Uh, Amelia Earhart thing there, and um, the Sally House is in Independence, Missouri, which we should have fucking held off on, because Missouri ain't got shit. I said it. I I said it, and I I already apologized to Mike beforehand. I'm like, dude, your state fucking sucks. You got nothing to talk about. I'm sorry, but it does. I fucking, I was searched high and low, high and low, fucking, I was like, motherfucker! Unless you want Momo, which is like the only story from there, which is a Bigfoot, but we're trying to stray away from doing mainstream kind of shit. You know, uh, yeah, and fucking bullshit. Why can't they just fucking get a, you know, more? I mean, listen, we're from the state of fucking Vermont, and guess what? We have more shit than you. We got more. <clears throat> we have cryptids. How the fuck does Missouri they not got have the one? Any? They got some fucking lake thing, which I don't, I don't do lake monsters. <laughs> one of the best American writers of all time, Samuel Clemens, also known as Mark Twain, was born in Florida, Missouri, not Florida, Florida. Um, Uh, I mean, well, there was so there was so many. I kind of had to narrow it down. Like, I mean, you had some outlaws from from Missouri, and we covered one. Which one? A long, long fucking time ago. Which one? Bell Star. That was like episode four, a long time ago. Yeah, like I said, long, long time ago. Long, long. Yeah. Long, 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 long. Long, 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 long. I mean the. The James boys are from Missouri, too, I believe, aren't they? Uh, or the Kansas? Let's see. Uh, no. Right from there. And, okay. the, and the Youngers, too. But we're, we're going to we're gonna mention... Both, both of them. We're going to mention the James gang in passing in Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows Podcast. <laughs> $5 a month, and you get to hear what we're about to talk about after this. And this one is going to be fun. I We've mean, had some bummers lately. This one's going to be fun. They had... Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they had some people that were from like the area that that were in the area, kind of like. I also uh, left fucking Amelia Earhart out, so. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean. Yeah, but. I mean, there was like a lot. Of, I mean, there's you know, quite a few. They had like you know like uh, Sam Hillebrand. Who? Uh, Hel- Hel- Sam Hel- Hildebrand. He was the Bush River Bushwhacker, Big River Bushwhacker. Okay. He was an outlaw. During the 1800s. And nobody had ever heard of him until uh, you just mentioned him. Uh, there's Bloody Bill, which is William T. Anderson. Yep. He was from that area. Yep. Bloody Bill Anderson. He's been on my list for a while. He was, like, actually started shit for him a while ago. Yeah. Never finished it. Um, I mean, you know, Bell Star, like I said. And, you know, and then you had the, the, the James and Younger gang. Yep. Lots of dudes. A lot, lot of people from Missouri. Um, yeah, most of them don't stay from Missouri for long though, because they're just like this. We had to go. There's no monsters here. This place sucks, and then they leave. Um, so if you're cool, I'm going to lead it off because 
Okay. Mine is kind of short. Okay. And you it's a one-off thing. Okay. But I saw the title of it and went, that's weird. I want to talk about it. Okay. So this seems to, you know, again, Jesus Christ. So this took place. Uh... <laughs> this seems. Again, Hi, this Jesus is my Christ. first time doing this. <laughs> uh, this took place in March of 2020. Um, and I just, I grabbed the entire encounter because I just, it's easy to read it. In their words, as we've said before, yeah, and try to write out somebody's encounter when they have the fucking thing written, yeah, just easier that way. Then you get to hear their side of it instead of having to make shit up. Mm-hmm. So I was walking, uh, I was walking to work. I'm a high school teacher. After visiting my aging grandmother who lives in this location, <laughs> this is a. Uh, I swear, you, I thought you said your Asian grandmother. <laughs> maybe she is. You fucking racist. We don't know. <laughs> I I misheard it, dickhead. I know. Hmm. All right. That's fine. Yeah. We had this whole conversation about how we suck, and I'm I'm the biggest dickhead of all. So I took this. Uh, I So this takes place in Sugar Creek, Missouri. I'm not sure if that's even a real place. It's or if Missouri. That's just like a, I don't give a fuck. It's Missouri. Okay, I don't, You know. All right. Whatever. It's, it's Pronounce pro- it how you want. It's listen, Missouri. It's probably made up name. Probably, you know, fake fucking town. So I took this back road alley behind the house since it was a shortcut, and I love the scenery there. Mm-hmm. It was around 6 in the morning, so it was still kind of dark. The way the alley was is that it's a tiny single lane road with trees around it, and I was <clears throat> and I was headed west towards the community garden. I heard some chittering sounds, so I assumed it was birds or something. Then I heard a trash can fall over. Just the neighbor's dog rummaging through the trash, I thought to myself. I saw something behind a tree, and it looked like it was trying to hide from me. It chittered at me and made a mad dash across the pavement into the other trees, and I didn't see much of it. But it was at least six feet tall and ho- and had black stripes on its body. It stood upright and had four fingered hands and bow legs. It was bow legged. It managed to scratch the strap of my satchel. That's a lot of fucking s's. When it ran, and claw marks looked more precise, not rugged. Okay. Huh. Um, I didn't know if it tried to attack me or if it was scared, and uh, just brushed the strap on accident as it ran by. I tried telling my buddy about it, but he was sarcastic about it, so I assumed nobody else would believe me. The I, I only found out about this website today. I believe this came from Phantoms and Monsters, if I remember correctly from where I sourced it. So I figured I would share my experience with, quote, the raccoon man. So he apparently thinks that he saw a six-foot-tall raccoon man that scratched him. Okay. I would think you're probably closer to dog man than a raccoon man, because I have never... Once in my entire fucking life of like reading about cryptids and being interested in that stuff, never, ever heard of a giant bipedal, like bipedal raccoon. Well, I mean, I've seen raccoons run on their hind legs before, but they weren't fucking six feet tall. So I don't know what to make of that. Huh. Um, but yeah, that's the raccoon man of Interesting. Uh, fucking whatever it was. Sugar Creek. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. what do you got? Okay. Well, well, since, you know, I was trying to fucking find another cryptid, <laughs> couldn't find one because fucking state sucks. Then I decided, oh, let's find some haunted shit. You're flat, Missouri. I know. Cocksuckers. Chested <laughs> and geographically. <laughs> you know it. Know. And you have to share a fucking town with fucking Kansas. Which is also flat and Bums. awful, probably. No, it's not that bad. Um, so I was like, all right, 
Next best thing to all those, let's go to fucking UFOs. There we go. You won't disappoint me, will you, UFOs in fucking Missouri? Well, they almost did. <laughs> but I found three. And I'm going to read this the, the verbatim. Uh, they're the uh, encounters uh, from the websites. Because I'm like, you know, as Kevin said, why, uh, you know, why change it? You know, why, why, why try to write everything down when you can just, you know, exactly. read it off? Uh, so first one is, I guess it's their most famous one. It's like going to be 50, uh, it's like from like 50 years old. Uh, 1973. This is when this happened. It's 1973 Missouri UFO sighting. Uh, let's see. An, an odd, quote, thrashing sound brought James Richard, uh, 41, and his 16-year-old daughter, uh, Venia, to the north window Venia of... Venia or Vienna? Mm, I don't know. How's it spelled? V-A-N-E-A. That's not a real name. Well, it is. Uh, so, the, uh, so this noise brought them to the north window of their Columbia, Missouri mobile home at 12.30 a.m. Okay, first off, A, why is this 16-year-old girl up at 12.30? Because she's 16. Okay. Dude, what, are you going to bed at fucking 7 o'clock when you were a teenager? No. M- midnight, half the time I wasn't home from work when I was 16. Well, I mean, not during a school night. Yeah. Uh, I was working fucking 40 hours a week at KFC when I was in high, when I was 16. Uh, okay. Well, mobile home at 12.30 a.m. on June 28, 1973. Some 50 feet away and 5 feet apart, two brilliant silvery white beams of nocturnal light shone. Uh, When these lights suddenly faded away, an oval-shaped object about 15 feet in diameter began visible... I'm sorry, not began, became visible near the ground. It was so bright that Richard had to look away. The entire area was, quote, lit up as bright as day, he reported. The trees in the UFO's vicinity swayed as if caught in a powerful wind. One almost touched the ground, and a limb snapped off. All the while, Richard's dog lay quietly inside the house. Uh, their behavior seemed oddly out of, out of character. His, I mean, his dog's not his dog. Um, Thank you for clarifying that there was more yes. than one dog acting weird. Yeah, because I, yeah, I said their behavior. Um, well, I just figured you weren't assuming the dog's gender because, you know, it's 2023 and you're not allowed to do that anymore. But you are. Well, I mean, you also don't know. Maybe the dog's a vegan. So well, that's a thing now, too, there's which no is fucking thing. stupid. No such oh, thing. There's people that feed their dogs vegan diets. Well, there's no such thing. It's also animal. It's, it's actually animal abuse. Is it what is. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, unnerved, Richard went for a gun, which he kept on a uh, close as the UFO continued to ho- hover by the trees. Richard then called the trailer park switchboard. Yeah, trailer park switchboard. <laughs> and asked the police to be notified. What do you need a gun for when aliens have UFOs? Yeah. That's the argument. Like, well, they got F-16s. What do you do? use it with AR-15 for? Well, when they hit the fucking ground, I guess. <laughs> so as he spoke, the lights in his house dimmed twice. The UFO headed off toward the north. 
its color dimming slightly and revealing a silvery uh, surface with blue and orange bands of light. At one point, it moved toward Richard's uh, residence, then retreated, and after a few minutes, was gone altogether. No shit. Investigators subsequently found broken tree limbs, crushed foliage, and on some trees, burned leaves, as high as 30 feet above the ground. Jesus. Uh, In the days ahead, more leaves wilted and died, and the UFO uh, left imprints two feet deep in the hard ground. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I actually tried to find more on this. Yep. And for a fucking supposed, you know, 50-year-old celebrated, they're going to be celebrated for being 50 years old, I couldn't find shit on it. Yeah. That's I'm like, what the up. fuck? So next one is uh, it's from the Platte County Citizen. The first one was from, uh, I finally found it off of uh, How Stuff Works website. Oh, yeah. Um, so this next one's from the Platte County Citizen, uh, dot com website. Uh, it's the, the, uh, headline of the article is Smithville man mystified by UFO. Bumfuzzled, if you will. This actually happened. This was actually in, uh, December 7th of 2022. So recent. Oh shit. Yeah. At 5 a.m. on August 10th. Oh, before, before I go any further, um, so, supposedly they're saying, I guess according to some of the things I saw, they're actually trying to put um, state level or whatever, pretty much to say that uh, the UFO capital of the world is, or the United States, is Missouri. Because they, I guess they have a lot of sightings there. Yeah, but we also have this neat little place called Roswell, which kind of wins because, you know, history yeah, and stuff. I guess. Or maybe Phoenix, because you had the Phoenix Lights, which, like, a million people saw. Yeah. Legitimately, like, a million yeah, people saw. Yeah, but I saw. guess this is, like, a lot of UFO sightings. Yeah, like, but did Kurt Russell lot, see lot. one there? No, Kurt Russell saw the fucking Phoenix Lights while he was flying okay. in his plane and saw it. Okay, fine. Yeah, so fine. Arizona yeah. wins. All right. Uh, so, anyway. Take that, Missouri. <laughs> Fuck you one more time. <laughs> so, at 5 a.m. We're going to have to find another state to rag on so we don't. Yeah. No, people don't get really mad at us. <laughs> we will. Don't worry. We're coming for you fucking... What's next? Uh, already done Michigan. Missouri. Mississippi? Am I? Yes. Yeah. You toothless fucks. <laughs> Ooh, should we have done Mississippi first? Nope. It's M-I-S-S-I-S-S. Nope. Too late. Oh. <laughs> okay. One of us is from Mississippi. We don't know the alphabet. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So, uh... You know, Mississippi would be 50th in everything if, if Arkansas didn't exist. You know that, right? Yeah, See, so. there we go. There we go. Okay. Missouri's like, all right. We get it. Like, fucking farm country. Okay. Beer and shit. Not good beer, but beer. Okay. Uh, so, uh, at 5 a.m. on August 10th, uh, Smithville resident... Uh, Gary Yoakum was walking through a uh, patio door with a fresh cup of coffee when he looked up. He'll be open at first. He, what? Can't just walk through a door. He did. No, whatever. Fucking just hit it. Fucking Boom. Michael Myers just hits it yeah. and just blows up. And what he, so what he, uh, and what he saw stopped him in his tracks. The sky was dark, but above him was what looked like a giant fluorescent light bulb. Or 
light tube that appeared to be about a quarter of a mile in length and what looks like uh, window frames inside it, illuminated from the inside. Stunned, he sat down and watched it. Quote, I had no clue what it was, Yoakum said. It was big. I don't know how high it was or how far away it was, so I'm just guessing at the size. So that, that, that makes sense because it's been proven time and again that aerial sightings of things are the hardest thing to judge the size of Yeah. because you have no reference. Mm-hmm. Something on the ground, you can go, okay, well, it was two-thirds of the way up that tree. And then you can go measure that tree and go, okay, so it's two-thirds up. It's this. Yeah. It, on water, you can like, oh, it was that far. Water is also not super easy, but... You know, if it's a photo, you can kind of, if you have the general idea as to where it is, and you can see, something. you know, yeah. if there's a landmark, it's a little bit easier. The sky, there's not. No. It's it's super fucking hard. Exactly. You yeah. know? I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's big, you know, but you can't say, oh, it's a mile or right. half mile, you know. Or, well, that, that dickhead Joe Nickel tried to do that on Monster Quest with, the, with Mothman, where they fucking set up wooden cutouts on the side of the road at different heights and different distances. And then he was really upset when people were pretty fucking close when they were guessing on him. It's like, well, you, you can't judge it if it's in the air. Well, that wasn't your experiment. Was it your experiment was to see if you could judge the size of it at distance. And guess yeah. what? The furthest one of them off was like two feet off. Wow. So it's not eight feet tall. It's six feet tall. Yeah. Whoa. Holy shit. Huh? I fucking hate that guy. I, I understand being skeptical of things, and I, I appreciate that because both of us are skeptics to an extent with certain yeah. things. Oh, yeah. We don't try to make a fucking career out of being a skeptic and just shitting on everybody's parade. Exactly. You know? If you want to do that, then, like, you're you're fucking scum. Yeah. I hate him. I hate so, him. So, uh, Yoakum gets up uh, early every day to join, enjoy his coffee at the patio table to begin his day in a relaxing way. When he viewed the unidentifiable object hovering above him he was unable to move he says quote all i could do all i could think was what is it what in the world is it the same question i have uh still have today as much as he tried he couldn't see the shape uh of the object since it was not light yet so all he was seeing really is light yeah okay about 20 minutes after he saw it two other people in cameron uh, reported seeing the same thing. He didn't uh, have his phone with him at the time to snap a picture, but even if he had, he was so memor- mesmerized by what he saw, he couldn't have reached for his phone. Mm. He just sat down and followed the dreamlike object in the sky. As he was, he has jokingly said he would even had let his coffee get cold rather than interrupt his amazing moment in the t- in time. Yeah. I mean, if you're flustered enough that you can't grab a camera if it's close by, you're not worried about coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Yoakum was uh, frightened at all. I'm so sorry. Yoakum wasn't frightened at all by what he saw. He watched the strange phenomena for about a minute. It was facing north, and it kept moving to the east out of his sight. It moved from left to right across my face. I was stupefied. I didn't wake my wife up or get the camera, nothing. 
We're in, in the flight path from uh, KCI, which is Kansas, Kansas City International, uh, right here. They fly over our house and around our house all the time. So it wasn't anything like an uh, airplane. There was no noise, and it was just there. Damn. At about 5.30 a.m., he decided to go in, in the house to get his phone and Google how to report what he had seen. It took me two hours to track that down, Joachim said. I just put in on the internet, and there's a reporting page. I think you meant input. I thought this meant input. Yeah. I just input on the internet, and there, uh, whatever. Um, reporting p- uh, page where you can give the details of what you saw. They contacted me a couple weeks later. Uh, after the sighting. Probably that muffin website. Yeah, that muffin. He contacted an organization called MUFON. Yep, like I uh, said. Mutual UFO Network. Muffin. Yep. An international organization that investigates UFO reports from around the globe. And I heard they're pretty fucking shitty sometimes. MUFON? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as uh, BFRO. (laughs) Because you don't have to be like... You don't have to be qualified to go out and do an investigation. You just have to have free time. So you can be real shit at your job, and they're just like, whatever, because you don't get paid for it anyway. You know? Yeah, I mean, well, like, well, some of them would be, I mean, like, uh, Bobo and uh, Cliff, they're they're actually, I guess, uh, pretty good guys. I don't know. I That whole t- that TV show, is, I lost any well interest in any of those people, because I'm like, they're Bobo and Cliff kind of it's fucking Matt Moneymaker seems like a scumbag too. You yeah. know, Bobo is like, if you actually like, um, look into him and actually like hear different accounts and, you know, actually have different people talk to him. He's a, kind of a cool dude. He like, he strikes me as he's like being legit. like a big stoner, you know, he is, yeah. but he's actually legit. But yeah, but then again, and so is Cliff. I have a hard time watching them because they're on that show with fucking yeah, Matt Moneymaker. I know. I'm just like oh, Jesus Christ. Um. So Mufon is a U.S.-based nonprofit organization composed of uh, civilian volunteers who study reports of UFO sightings. It is one of the oldest and largest uh, organizations of its kind, claiming more than four thousand members worldwide, with chapters and representatives. In more than 43 countries and in all 50 states. They've been around since like the 60s, I think. They've been yeah, around a something. minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, just for shits and kicks. It, it's, it's at least the 60s. Yeah. So. Um, 1969. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They've been around a minute. So uh, Mufon checks. Uh, so he goes on to say uh, Mufon checks my uh, meteorologist report. And they check on the air, uh, airplanes in the area at the time, Yoakum said. They check on all kinds of things, but they couldn't tell me what it was. When he told his wife, Peggy, about it, she also didn't have any idea about what it could possibly have been. I could have, uh, I could have kicked myself for not going and getting her earlier, but she's not a morning person, <laughs> Yoakum said. He and Peggy have lived in uh, Smithville for about three years and have built a house there. He is retired from the Ford Motor Company. Uh, still wondering what he saw that early morning in August, 
Yoakum is keeping an open mind, and many explanations would make sense. He enjoys entertaining uh, science fiction and doesn't rule out the possibility that the UFO he cited could have been a spaceship from another planet, but or that's... possibly some kind of tracking device mapping the U.S. That's where he fucked himself, and that's where people, like skeptics, who come out of the woodwork and tear this guy apart. Because he admitted that he likes sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, they go, well, he wanted to see it then. His yeah. brain made him see what he wanted to see. Again, that's why I fucking hate professional skeptics, because they do shit like that, and they ruin people's reputations for no reason. Other than because, you know, they can. Of course. You know? I mean, that's just how... That's how it goes, right? It's one thing to just keep it to yourself and go, oh, okay, crazy, and just walk away. That's fine. Whatever. Then you're going to go on the internet and just tear this guy a new asshole, and he's just a retiree that saw something. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Okay. So, um, I, I before we go further, I wanted to uh, just kind of go back a little bit and talk about that. So the the Cameron to uh, uh, the Smithfield of the Cameron. Mm-hmm. You know, because it said if somebody even Cameron saw it. Now, looking it up, uh, the distance from Cameron to S- Smithville, I'm gonna guess is probably at least a good 45 minutes. Okay, so that's a pretty good distance. You know, from... did they make any? Because Smithville. Well, if you, if you punch them into your thing, it'll give you an exact time. I mean, well. As the bird flies, because that's how, you know, you'd basically be seeing it. Right. You know. But I mean, I'm a, like I'm a... I'm going to say, you know. It's a couple towns away. Yeah. That's what you're getting at. It's, it's quite a few. As the bird flies, it's roughly one, two, three, four towns away. Yeah. From, as, 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 as the bird flies. I mean, if you go by... Driving, it's one, two, three, f- four, five, six, maybe depending on which way you go. Um, but anyway, that's not the signs are here. They're not there. It's you know, it's it's a good distance, but for someone to see that same object, it kind of says it's got some good um, mass to it. Right. I mean, I'm sure they're not seeing it at the same at, at the same time. They're probably seeing it, you know, minutes apart or whatever. Still. Because if it's that big that you can see it from three different fucking towns at the same time, that's a problem. We need to scramble the Air Force yeah. immediately. I mean, they, they made a documentary about that with Will Smith in it. You know, <laughs> if it's that big, we, we got a problem. You can't just go up there and slap one of them. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Whack. <laughs> well, he did say twenty minutes after, so you yeah. Know. So, so it was okay. it was moving. Yeah, at a pretty decent clip. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, he goes on to say, um. 
I just know it was unidentified, and I don't have any idea where it came from well, and what it was. Yeah, it's literally the definition yeah. of an unidentified flying yep. object. It's something in the sky you can't fucking identify. In another interview of that about the sighting, he was asked if he uh, minded if the publication used the, his name in the story, and he said he didn't have any problems or fears about talking to it, about it and being named in the story. I got some attention when people read read it and asked are you are you the guy and i said yes i am when i asked when asked if he thought aliens are real and what their purpose was in studying earth he admitted he has no idea there are so many possibilities they had they have many uh they have i'm sorry they have come here thousands of years ago and been responsible for the pyramids i don't know um, it's just a uh, mystery of life. One of the most interesting things I have ever seen. Unless it's really cold, he continues uh, to go out onto the patio early in the morning. And the first thing he does is look for straight, strange things in the sky. Mm-hmm. As far as people wondering about what he really saw that day, he said, quote, it's, an int- it's all interesting and good-natured. They might think I'm a crackpot, but I just take it for what it is, the same way I would have been. Yeah. And it's no different than people going out bird watching. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there staring at the sky waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Sure. You know. uh, let's see. The last one. God I damn, have. you got a ton of UFOs, huh? It's just three. Shit. Um, New York's, uh, let's see. Wrong state. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This They're is, not even close either. This is New York Sky's uh, a UFO blog. I don't know why it says that, but whatever. Uh, so it's a family um, UFO and alien encounter stories that predate the 20th century are very popular amongst uh, the readers of this blog. This uh, week's story encount- recounts the exper- experiences by several generations of one family from the 1850s to present day with the, uh, quote, little people of the night. The family member who shared this story was 96 in 2016. Jesus Christ. We'll call her Alice. She shared shared her account with a Missouri UFO investigator. Alice's family has lived in, on a farm in Wayne County in southeast Missouri since the 1850s. According to census records, the population of Wayne County in 1850 was... 4,518. Shit, she was just a kid in 1852. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I lived on the farm with my mother, grandmother, father, grandmother, and siblings, Alice said. Makes sense. The actual family farm was located near a rail uh, head that was planted in 1871. This rail point was named Piedmont, which derives its name from the French words uh, Pied. And Mont, meaning foot and mountain. Foothill. Yep. Uh, respectively. In 1872, a post office called Piedmont was established there. And the city around uh, built around the location since then. In 1880, census uh, recorded a population of 666. The current population of the city is about 1,938 people. I love me a little town. Yep. 
and they do have a lot of them. Yeah. When I was a kid, how whoever was the youngest had to sleep on the sleeping porch of the house. Jesus Christ. None of us <laughs> wanted to sleep there because the little people would visit, and we're all afraid of them, Alice said. I remember that my mother and grandmother told stories about the little people who visited the farm at night and that the stories were in the uh, family since the Civil War. It was the late summer of 1930 that Alice's close encounter began. One night in particular, when I was 10 years old, I was laying uh, in bed on the porch, and I saw a gray, uh, gray being with big eyes walk up to the window and look inside at me. I was frozen in fear. He just kept looking at me. The next thing I knew, there was three of them, all about four feet tall, with no hair, big black eyes, small noses, and mouths, and thin, standing next to my bed. And all I remember thinking that I had no idea. And oh, sorry, let me start again. And I remember thinking that I had no idea how they got inside. I was even more afraid and wanted to pull the covers up over my face, but couldn't. Hmm. That'd be scary shit. Oh, yeah. For a fucking 10-year-old. That'd be scary Damn. shit for a fucking 35-year-old, dude. True. Some creepy motherfucker <laughs> looking through your window. And then, like an alien then that and next shit. thing you know, at, beside your bed. Yeah, fuck that. Mm-mm. I didn't know what happened after that. The next morning I woke up and they were gone, Alice said. They never appeared during the day, only at night. I never saw a craft of any type, but sometimes late at night we would hear a humming sound coming from coming from the low depression area around the pond, about 100 feet from the house, but never went to look to see what it was. Don't blame you. No. I think uh, we were afraid to. I don't know what happened after that. Alice recounted uh, that all of her family members frequently saw glowing objects all over the property. We often saw small white balls of light in the yard around the farm at dusk and after dusk, but never knew what they were. The lights were about the size of a softball. The whole family was sure to be inside after dark, and we just didn't play outside after dark. No. The you older weird f- shit going on? You don't go outside after dark. No. Fuck that. The older fam- <coughs> The older family, mem- family members made sure we came inside, and as I think back on this, I, it must have been because of the little people who would take us. Uh, that is the term my mother and grandmother used. They would say that the little gray people would take us at night, but always brought us back before morning. Alice indicated that the experiences were magical in in in, in a sense. Uh, it was almost like talking about fairies or something magical that was our little secret, she said. It was not something we spoke about to other people. We kept to it to ourselves and still do to this day. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't, don't yeah. fuck with stuff like that. Uh, I still see, I still see them sometimes only inside the house where I sleep now. No, I see. They're them. not supposed to be there. Oh, 
I see them come in late at night, usually around 3 a.m., but for some reason, I just fall asleep and don't remember any inter interaction with them. I don't let anyone sleep on the porch, though. My children and grandchildren have seen the gray people. We are not afraid of them anymore. Just look at them as being visitors rather than something that will harm us. Now, I wonder if this is UFO related or if this is like some kind of a subterranean, like ultra terrestrial kind of thing. Like you, I don't know. you ever seen that movie, The Descent? Uh, yeah. Something like that. Maybe. I don't know. That's weird, though. It's weird. Yeah. Because like, there's there's other like native tribes in. I think it's like the Carolinas or Georgia or something that have stories of these things called the moon people where they were just like these weird fucking pale people that would come out at night. And that's the only time you ever saw them. It was weird, weird, mm -hmm. weird, weird. But yeah, so pretty much that's my, uh, that's my UFO stuff. For okay. The... I've got one more. So in 1885, a team of miners were drilling a coal shaft in Moberly, Missouri, when they made an unimaginable discovery. Moberly is just north of Columbia, which I didn't realize you were going to talk about, um, on what is now Route 63. Um, it's just about spot in the middle of the state, right in that, that neck of the woods there. Like if you were to throw a finger at the middle of, at middle of Missouri, uh -huh. you're probably touching this town. You know, um, It's pretty close. So I figured the best way to do this is I found... A clipping of the actual newspaper article, and I just want to read that if I can get my computer to stop being an asshole and let me, because it's like kind of between two pages, so it's bouncing. Um, there we go. Okay. A strange story comes to us from Missouri. At Moberly, in the site where some workmen at the bottom of a coal shaft 360 feet below the surface came upon a buried city arched, uh, arched in by a hard and thick stratum of lava. The streets are regularly laid out and enclosed by walls of stone, which cut and dressed in a which are cut and dressed in a fairly good, although rude, style of masonry. A hall thirty feet by a hundred feet was discovered, wherein were stone were stone benches and tools of all descriptions from mechanical service. Further search disclosed statues of statues and images made of of. Made of, of composition closely resembling bronze, but lacking luster. Of course, curiosity was aroused to a certain uh, to ascertain what kind of people dwelt in this strange city, buried for centuries beneath the earth's surface. It's clearly dwarves. This is a dwarven city. It has to be. It's brass. It's underground masonry work. It's a dwarven city. We all know that. If you've ever played fucking Elder Scrolls, you know it's yeah. a dwarven city. And you're probably going to run into a centurion down there. Uh -huh. Maybe some spiders, uh -huh. like dwarven spiders uh -huh. that kind of suck. Uh -huh. um, I can't remember the, the the ones that are balls that roll out and then they pop up and it's a dude in a ball. And uh, they shoot lightning at you. They were uh, dicks. Uh, yes. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yes. But the centurions were the big ones. They sucked to yeah, fight. Yeah, those cocksuckers. Yeah. But if you got really good, you could fuck them up quick. Yeah. Probably got some really nice armor. Big, wide, thick sword. Man long sword. As, as long as you don't get those fucking weird fucking witch cocksuckers. The, oh, the Felmer? Yeah. yeah the, the blind elves? They're snow elves. Yeah. They were cool. But, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I want the dwarves back. Anyway. Um, I'd love to have the dwarves back. I'd love to have the dwarves at all. That's what I'm saying is they need to do it. 
Um, Let's see. So the good deal of difficulty in removing debris, the workmen finally succeeded in reaching a spot where a stone fountain was found in a wide court. Uh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> in a wide court or street, and formed a stream of perfectly pure water was flowing. I'm sorry, from it, from it, a stream of perfectly pure water was flowing, which, upon being t- uh, tested, was found to be strongly. Imp- Strongly impregnated with lime. It's weird because like you get to the end of you get, like halfway through a word and it just cuts down to the next one because it's it's an old newspaper yeah, clipping. Yeah, yeah. So there's no dash. It's just yeah. like you have two letters and then the rest of the word. So it, it's throwing me off. Um, so huh. you be st- strongly impregnated with lime. So it's a mineral rich. Yes. Okay. Lying beside the fountain were portions of a skeleton of a human being. For measurement of the bones, it was concluded that when alive, the figure was three times the size of an ordinary man and and possessed of wonderful muscular power and quickness. So, like, if the... Call it 16 feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, So they're not dwarves. No, definitely not. The implements found in the city... I'm uh, disappointed now. Right? I don't want to hear anymore. The implements found in the city embrace bronze and flint knives, stone and granite hammers, uh, metallic saws of rude workmanship, but pro- uh, proved metal and others of similar character. They are not so highly polished nor so accurately made as to as those now finished, now finished by our best mechanics. But they show skill and an evidence of advanced civilization. Hmm. The search party spent 12 hours in the depths and only gave up exploration because of the oil in their lamps being low. <clears throat> These facts are vouched for by the recorder of the, uh, the city of Moberly and the city marshal who went uh, who were there on, explore, on the exploring party. The story, if true, is singular is singular. And if not true, is a yarn that would have done credit to Missouri in the uh, in the palmiest of her romancing. Fucking flowery bullshit. Um, <laughs> so just to go back over it real quick in words that I typed because you can actually understand what I'm saying. Masonry and artifacts in extraordinary rude design have been found. Um, stone tables, bronze and flint knives, stone and granite hammers, metal statues, metallic saws, and stone uh, stone fountains were all found to be working. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. could have picked these up and used them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, to me, when you have a city that's buried this deep, it's not nature retaking the area. This is no. buried intentionally. Yeah, like, um... Fuck is it? Uh, ba, 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 Gobekli Tepe. Yeah, where it's five hundred feet below the surface. Yeah. that's not nature retaking it. That was intentionally buried. Uh huh. Because who knows? This potentially was a city of giants. Um, if it's true, which yeah. who knows? Who I kind of hope it was though. That would be interesting. You know, um, I just I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and it's literally the only cool thing I found from Missouri. Yeah, I didn't. Um, other than Mike, Mike's cool. We that's like true. Mike. Yeah, we like Mike. So he sent us a bunch of cool stories that we read on on the show. Uh huh. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Missouri. 
probably a cool place to visit unless you're going there looking for monsters because you're not going to find any. No. They don't have monsters. No, they got nothing. They probably scare them. Yeah. They got, I mean, St. Louis is scary. So that's probably, they're like, nah, we the fuck out. True. We're going to go to, we're going to go to Kentucky or some shit and get out of here. Mm. Maybe Kansas. But you know what's cool? Studio.com. Fucking A. Right. What a transition. Go check them out. They have all the headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speakers, boot, and everything you want. Put in your basket. Go to checkout, put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. And if you like, you know, not spending a lot of money, also go over to that page, you know. the Jesus page, Christ. The... Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Forward sl- <laughs> I was giving you a chance, man. I was giving you a shot. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash podcast. Five bucks a month gets you access to... I want to say we're close to 100 episodes there. I was trying to count it the other night, and I stopped because I was just trying to make sure that what we're about to talk about we hadn't already covered at some uh-huh. point. Um, so just to give you a little bit of a – just a little taste of what you're going to hear if you Listen, were to sign Macho up this Man, week. calm down. A little taste. <laughs> uh, um, this week, we're going to talk about some of the stupidest ways people have died in history. Ah. And I found a bunch of really, really fucking dumb shit that people have done to die. And it's fun. Okay. Um, huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So $5 a month, like Kevin said, and you get a free episode. No, it's not free. You're paying for it. It's $5 a month. You get a new episode every week. Well, you, I said you pay for it. and you get It's not free, free if you've paid for it, idiot. All right, fine. God damn. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast, Instagram, Dark Windows Pod, and Twitter at Dark Windows Pod. Not so much. Yeah, Twitter. We're not really there. Anyway. Uh, And we have an email address. That's darkwindowspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. I don't even know my own fucking email address. Yeah. There's there's no point. Don't email us. Just get us on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) It's easier. What a bum. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So with that being said, um, we are going to go record Patreon. Yes. And uh, some of you will hear it. Most of you won't, but if for $5 don't. a month, you can join the club. If you don't want to be a shithead, join the club. And if you join, you get excellent fucking stickers. You yeah. get stickers, man. You can put yeah. them on anything. Obviously. You know, and they're homemade with love by my wife because I can't do it. I need a so. new sticker. <clears throat> but those anyway. ones cost you money, though. Oh, but. <laughs> so... We are going to call it a night, and uh, just because you can't see out in the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. Bye-bye. Yeah, don't go to Missouri. It's miserable. Maybe that's why it's Missouri. Uh, Next road Uh, trip soon. Yeah, probably next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.